This is The Better Way Podcast. Your inside connection to everything interesting about our company and the people who make it great. Thanks for joining today's Better Way podcast. I'm Krista Robinson, Director of Human Resources, and I'm thrilled to be your host today. As you may have seen in our recent newsletter, Women in Construction Week runs from March 1st through the 7th, so it's fitting that we're going to be sitting with three of our very own Women in Construction. With me today, I have Carmen Babcock, VP of Strategy Execution, Hillary Teen, Project Manager out of our Omaha office and Yana Fisher, project manager out of our West Palm office. So I'd like to start by thanking all three of you for taking time to chat with me. Woohoo! They're excited. <laughs> so recently I saw an article in CNBC that just 9.1% of construction workers are females. So we are clearly in the minority in our industry. So thinking about the shortage of workers um, within construction in the U.S., which is something that we all hear a lot about, this is definitely an area of untapped potential. So I'm pleased to say that our company sits above those statistics. If we look at our salaried staff, we have about 25% being female. In operations specifically, that number's a little lower, sitting around 12. So that being said, I'm curious, I guess, to hear from each of you why you chose construction to build your career in. And to add to that, um, what do you most enjoy about the industry? And we can maybe start with Carmen on that. So I, I don't know that I, or I don't feel like I chose construction. I feel like construction chose me. Uh, I started at, uh, in a biomedical engineering program at the University of Iowa, um, thinking I was going to be pre-med and go on to do something in the medical field. And um, after figuring out I really wasn't that great at biology, I needed to um, select a different um, area of engineering, and uh, Iowa State was a much better school to be at from an engineering perspective. And I was far enough along in my tenure at Iowa that I wanted to transition into a program where I could kind of immediately get started. And um, Iowa State has some times when you can enter colleges and things like that within engineering, and I had missed some of those. So construction was really the one that was most attractive to me. Um, it, it allowed me to do some of the structural pieces, the structural engineering classes and civil engineering classes that I most enjoyed, as well as take business classes and get involved in those types of education. So that was my choice, it, it, and I really uh, enjoyed all of the coursework and the program at Iowa State and um, just kind of fell into it, honestly, and just uh, had opportunity within that to just be really involved in that program and come to work with Whites as an intern and as a graduate student and then, you know, long term within my career. So, like I said, I feel like it chose me and uh, I've had the chance to grow up here, which has been really fun. And you got to be a cyclone. And I got to be a cyclone, right. Which Clearly, is great. this is, well, I got to be both, really. <laughs> but more a cyclone. But, but, but really more a cyclone, yeah. yeah. Um, what, about, what about the other two? What do you guys feel about kind of how you found your way into construction? So this is Yana. I actually started off at college as an architecture degree major. I went through four years of that with my bachelor's and got an internship and kind of realized I was really more interested in the build I'd grown up around residential construction, and um, I knew for sure I didn't want to do that. I definitely was focused more on commercial. So after I did my architecture undergrad, I stayed at the University of Florida to do construction masters and came with White right when I graduated, and it's just been awesome. I love the building side because you're not just in one 
area. You get to be involved in the finances, the build, coordinating the designers, kind of you get to see everything. And then you get a big tangible product at the end of the job that you get to look at. So that part's really exciting to me. I, I do like being involved in almost every aspect of it. Um, so that's kind of my passion and, and why I love construction. Yeah, that's awesome. So this is Hillary. And in response to that, I would say I'm probably a little similar to um, both the ladies that went before me. My father was a residential builder. And so I grew up around construction. Um, when I was in high school, I would say I had some great professors that we were actually able to take um, college level classes through our high school. And I loved math and physics. And so as you're trying to figure out what you're going to be in high school, I wanted to do something where I could support myself and had decided to go into actuarial studies and be <laughs> in the accounting world. And my, my calculus teacher started laughing when I told him that. I was really offended. And he said, here, it's not that you can't do it. It's that you can't shut up and you're not going to be able to sit inside a cubicle and, and not talk to people all day long. Have you thought about engineering? And at that point in time, I didn't even know what that was. So I went up to Iowa State and, you know, went through the program and construction engineering just seemed like it, it fit backgrounds and what I wanted to do. And I fell into it. And it was the best thing I had probably ever could have fallen into because it gives me the opportunity to talk to so many people. I love building something and driving by something and, and solving questions and problems that are on projects. And it's, it's really different every day. So it's been an amazing career. I sort of stumbled in it too, thinking about my own career path. I knew someone who worked for a general contractor after I graduated college, and I certainly didn't plan on building a career in HR within construction. But once I got into that world, I really was fascinated by the different aspects of it. And as Yana stated earlier, just that tangible element to what we do here. So I love claiming that I build buildings. <laughs> My husband is quick to remind called, me that I just hire people to do that. It's called construction appropriation. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it, it's appropriation of some form, but still. I think I can work it. So um, I kind of had the same situation as the three of you. So that was that was both how I got here and the biggest surprise for me was that I fell in love with an industry instead of, you know, the work that I was doing. But Hillary, what's been surprising for you um, since since being in construction? You know, I think the most surprising part was that I expected there to be a lot of pushback on being a female in construction. And I had the exact opposite. Nobody even cared. Um, I had a whole bunch of people that were willing to mentor, whether it was from different subcontractors that, you know, took you under the wing and said, here are some things that you need to look at when you're looking at electrical, here's some things, let me just explain what I'm doing. I, I never felt like I was different than anyone else. Um, really what I was trying to do was just establish the fact that I was young and I had something to prove. And, and I was really surprised that I didn't feel any of that. That's great. Yeah, I would agree with that, Hillary. I and I came in earlier, a little bit earlier than both of you. So I started with whites in 1998. I had uh, probably three or four females that went through the construction engineering program with me, and I don't remember it being anything we ever talked about or really even thought about. Um, I think we were all just driven to be engineers, and this was the industry we had chosen. And when I came to work for whites. You know, I had great mentors and I had great managers that were working with me. And I always felt like it was a safe place to ask questions and make mistakes. And I, I don't know if that's true of the industry or if that's just true of this company because I've, I've not worked anywhere else. But that's certainly been my experience year over year and um, role over role here within the company. Yeah, I'd have to say the same thing as actually Hillary and Carmen. Um, 
probably the most surprising thing is I've never had a challenge being a female in our industry and definitely not at our company. All the superintendents and subcontractors have welcomed me just the same as anyone else. I think the biggest challenge is more about being young and green when you're out of college. And they just want to know that you have the passion to spend time in the field to understand the details understand what they go through and what our workers go through every day and that you can really help them. I think that's really what they're looking for. And as long as you do that, nothing else really matters. Yeah, I would say, you know, as a if it's a young person starting out who's worried about that, I think it's more how you carry yourself and how you approach it than it is male or female. Um, I think that a, a young PE coming in who's unsure of themselves and not asking questions and not engaging, whether they're male or female is going to have a tough time. But if you're digging in and interested and, you know, trying to do your role really well, that's going to be received no matter your sex. Yeah. That's one thing. Um, <laughs> Gender. I get to work with a lot of our new hires um, down in Florida. And we just tell all the young entry and, project engineers, like, it's okay to second guess yourself. You're not supposed to know all of this. You're not supposed to know how to build a building when you just start or even five years into it. So just be comfortable asking questions. You can question yourself, you know, did I review this properly? Go ask for help and everyone's willing to help you because it's a collective build, really. Absolutely. Well, it's no secret that all three of you have been successful and built great careers with our company. So I'll ask you to put your modesty to the side for a second and talk about, you know, when you think about why you've been able to succeed, what what's helped you out? What do you think? What do you think that is? And we, I think we've touched on a few points actually already, you know, that being bold or that asking questions, but other things that come to mind for you, Yana, that, that have made you successful um, in the industry? Probably my biggest one is that I just love construction. Um, I love, it's probably my passion. Even when I'm at home on the weekends, I usually have a project going at the house somewhere or whether it be in the yard or, you know, renovating a room or an area. I just really like it. That's kind of what I am driven to. Like I probably go to Home Depot once a week just to shop around and see what I can do differently at my house. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of the joke that I'm not going shopping. I'm going to Home Depot. I'm like, oh gosh, what are you going to do next? You know, um, <laughs> you by name. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I would just say whether it's male or female, just make sure you find something that you love in this industry. Cause not everyone that comes here comes from construction backgrounds. We've got engineers and designers and architecture. And I think a lot of women, especially probably go into college and don't go straight into construction programs. They probably go into architecture or interior design or engineering. And that's okay because you learn other baselines of knowledge that will help you here too. So I just think you got to find what you love and then you'll do good at it. So I think from a success standpoint, I like to fix things or put things in order that are large, messy problems. So construction obviously is a large, messy problem, but as you get closer and closer to the end product, it becomes something very you know, exciting and put together and kind of that completion. And I think like that skill set for me has translated from the f- construction, the actual building of things, to building of people, building of the organization, um, you know, really being a change agent within the company as we grow and change and have been acquired and, you know, integrated new companies and all of those things. So I I think for me, it's 
what's kept me engaged is just the ability to solve solve those problems in different ways for the company and um, have that opportunity. Definitely. So kind of building upon some of the conversation, I guess I'm interested to hear from each of you. We all have the people we look up to or, or take inspiration from. Who would you each say inspires you professionally? I was thinking about this and I, this is going to sound hokey, but I really do feel like our employees inspire me professionally because I, I look at the innovation that we have in our project teams and the way we are solving challenges. And it's it's just astounding the brain power we have within this company and probably the industry in general. I think when you go to conferences and you see what your competitors do, are doing and just that competitive spirit, I think, within the industry and, and really those great ideas that come from you know, the folks that are building the buildings and are, are putting that, all of that extra effort into doing this. It's just, it's, it is really inspiring. And I think as a leader of the organization, you want to do the best for those people. You know, we want to win the best work. We want to um, provide great opportunities for our employees to grow and, you know, have, have good projects to build and all those things. So I, I think day day over day, it's probably you know the people I'm working with or mm-hmm. um, who I see working out in the in the organization. No, definitely. This is Yana. Um, I'll chime in. Probably in my current professional career, I'm just really fortunate to have a great boss and mentor right now. I've worked with you know Mark Huber at the Breakers for six plus years, and he's just constantly pushing me to not stay quiet if I want to do more, to get more involved in this. He just always really keeps pushing me to grow and learn, and and I can always lean on him when I want to, you know, jump into something new, or he'll support me if I want to do a different project type or this and that. So he just pushes me, and, he, and every time I want to learn something, he's right there to help me figure it out or, or tells me, you know, go and talk to such and such and get into it. So I would say that's fun for me because I like continual learning. Every time you think you learn how to read a shop drawing or how to do cost reports, there's so many other parts of our industry that there's just so many parts. If you look at it, you've got marketing, business development, finance, operations, IT. We've got so many parts and pieces that I think that you could continue your whole career and and keep learning. So I really like that part. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we are just about to the end of our segment, but I wanted to kind of have each of you provide maybe a little bit of advice. And again, we these conversations kind of run together and we touch on some of these things. But Hillary, we can start with you if you would have anything that comes to mind um, other than what we've talked about or reiterating that as far as women in the industry or folks thinking about getting into it. I think that looking at how you can inspire others, I've had the opportunity to teach and to go in and and to look at other STEM programs and talking to kids that are interested in it is just getting people to understand. So I think, like we said at the beginning, I kind of fell into this career. I wonder how many more people would join if they knew more about it before they um, even got out of high school. So I think getting out there and and being, being a mentor and I always tell the story that I, I always thought that it didn't matter. Um, I didn't want to play the female male side of construction until I had a daughter mm-hmm. and took her out onto a job site in the middle of a Saturday to think the guys that were out there and just check on progress. And here she is at five with a hard hat on walking through with me, which is probably not allowed by insurance. But um, <laughs> <laughs> when we left, Details. she said to me, right, when we left, she said to me, mom, where were all the girls? And it was really interesting mm-hmm. because I had never thought through that. 
but it becomes very interesting, either minority-based or female-based or however you see it, to really see who you are in the place that you want to go. So it, it maybe changed my mind a little bit on, on getting out there and being more involved in the community and just being more involved with, with anyone, trying to mentor them and help them to um, find the path that's right for them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I don't know if I'm going to be as inspiring. <laughs> well, you can give it a go. Let's just see. <laughs> well, my advice in general would be not being too afraid to make mistakes. I think that we learn through mistakes. So my story around this is when I was a, I was still an intern with Whites, and I was working with a gentleman up at Iowa State who eventually hired me, and his name was, name was Doug Powell. So for the Iowa folks and some other national people, that name will ring a bell. And Doug was having me do some work on whites.com, okay? So our internet website at the time. And keep in mind, this is 1997-ish, so the internet is fairly new, you know, and a web presence is fairly new. And I know nothing really about web design. So I end up deleting the entire web page. Oh, boy. <laughs> Like, I just thought I would, I don't know what I thought I was deleting, but I deleted the entire site. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, like, whites.com no longer existed on the, in the interwebs. <laughs> you then ran out of the office. <laughs> and I, and, uh, I think by the time we figured it out, I thought, oh, my gosh, well, this is the end of this internship. Like, the, I will be escorted off the property or whatever. So he made some phone calls, and they had to restore it from a backup tape and all of this stuff. And after we got that all happened and he got it back up and running, he kind of sat me down. He said, well, what did you learn? It's like, what? <laughs> this is the question you're, ask? Don't you're push asking? You're asking this question? Not <laughs> telling me to pound sand, right? So um, he just took that approach. And, you know, again, I've been fortunate enough to have that experience manager over manager of uh, when I make mistakes or when I – get frustrated and have that crucial conversation about that to have people who are open to listen to that. So I think, you know, specifically people coming into this company, male or female, make those mistakes. Like it's good to stretch mm-hmm. yourself. I think it's a safe place um, to do that. And I mean, talk with your manager about it. Obviously, we don't want, you know, high risk and all of those things. But I think within the range of what you're doing, that's how we learn. And I think that we are very open to that as a company. And then I would say for females specifically, speak up, especially uh, those that have gone through, you know, an engineering program or, you know, you've gone through professional training for your area of expertise, whether it be marketing or finance or whatever it is, and you've been hired into the company as a professional in that area, your voice counts and is valuable and uh, brings a different perspective than uh, typical uh, male engineer or Mm -hmm. male in that role not that males don't have great you know ideas as well but the balance is is important and it's valuable and it's valued at the highest level I think Kevin McLean is very supportive of females in leadership and not just females but bringing diversity in general Mm -hmm. to our leadership table to our industry and so speak up absolutely Yana anything you would add to that yeah just to play on what Carmen said about speaking up and uh, not being afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to bubble up your problems too. I would say Mm -hmm. in our industry, we all have authority to make really important decisions at every level. And sometimes, you know, we make mistakes all the time. And as long as we know about it soon, we can correct it fast. So I would just say that's probably a big Mm -hmm. one. 
And then other than that, this isn't very inspiring or anything <laughs> fancy, but I would just say just do good. I think yeah. that genders don't matter as long as you do a good job and, you know, you're fulfilling everything you need. The division lines all go away. And I think the more and more you just focus on doing good, whether then if you're a female in this role or, you know, I don't feel comfortable out here because there's no other females. I think that won't matter as long as you do good. Yeah. That, and certainly that's the hope is anybody can be successful in our company and glad that the three of you have found that to be your experience as well. That really wraps up our discussion for today. I wanted to just, again, thank Carmen, Hillary, and Yana for taking time to, to chat and thank everybody for listening. And we look forward to the next episode of the Better Way podcast.